Welcome back to Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg youth. Can You Imagine is hosted by Roger Barrington, Executive Director of Can You Canada, and myself, Daniel Reimer. On today's episode of Can You Imagine, we'll be chatting with Divya Sharma, a grade 12 student at Fort Richmond Collegiate. Divya is a Can You Hero, a Manitoba Honor 150 recipient, and has been inspiring leadership in Manitoba since arriving eight years ago. Stay tuned to hear more of Divya's incredible story. Welcome back to Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg youth. As always, I'm joined by Roger Barrington. How you doing, Roger? Oh, always fantastic, Daniel. It's great to be here in the studio with you, Taryn and Redick performing their magic it's fantastic yeah it's always great to come side of the city recording amazing stories with amazing people i can't wait to, to get this episode started um but before we get into it uh we're going to talk a little bit about what's been happening in can you lately it seems like every time uh i i pop onto can you's instagram uh there's something new and exciting happening uh can you give us any updates well uh for our listeners you may Want to check out on YouTube our our family festival footage. Uh, we had an incredible... I, I didn't even know that all of this stuff was going on. And then we celebrate an amazing year of virtual Can You on, uh, during our family festival. And we had hundreds of people join us online. And the chat uh, was burning up. And we celebrated so many great programs that were learning experiences that were developed by our volunteers and uh, facilitated by our staff. And it was, it was truly a celebration and it was so great to see uh, so many good things and so many great kids uh, participating over the course of the last year. That was a highlight for me. It was incredible. I can't wait till next year's uh, family festival. It'd be nice to do it in person, but there's something really special about that chat room and that virtual uh, family festival. Yeah, and, and, you know, we can, uh, people from, all across the world can join us. So it's, it is quite, uh, quite a great alternative. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have a card right here with the video, but otherwise go check out our YouTube channel, uh, for the family festival video. It's, it's fantastic. Um, anything else going on? Well, you know, we're, uh, it's the time of the year where we're launching, uh, our spring and summer programs. So, um, you know, we're really excited uh, to, every year we, uh, Daniel, we, as you know, we, we run a, a, a leadership development experience for kids in the summer who are in junior high and high school. So we're, we're planning that. We've got a huge number of applicants and we're going to try and fit everybody in or as many people as we can and uh, do some great experiences through the summer that help kids advance in their uh, both personally and also academically and also in their leadership uh, development. So we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be an amazing summer. We have so many great partners all year long, and, and uh, the summer is no different. We engage with different people, different ideas, and, of course, we're able to get outdoors and enjoy the Manitoba summers as well. Yeah, I mean, speaking of getting outdoors, um, I, I also wanted to do a little bit of a plug for the Manitario Trail Challenge. Yeah. Um, tell us about that. So every year we do a fundraiser for our scholarship fund. Uh, we have a, uh, an amazing scholarship in partnership with the Winnipeg Foundation. It's called the Can You Lead Awards. And, uh, you know, we understand that the biggest barrier to uh, a post-secondary education is not necessarily finances. It's more uh, life circumstance and familiarity. But 
finances are a big part of it. And so uh, we have a group of amazing friends of Can You that every year take on a very, very difficult challenge. And we hike the Mantario Trail, which is rated by many as the third most difficult trail in Canada, 65 kilometers through rugged Canadian shield and forest. It's uh, incredible. We've done it a number of years. I've personally done it seven year, seven times now, and we our goal is to raise $50,000 through this fundraiser that is then matched by the Winnipeg Foundation to put $100,000 a year into this scholarship fund. And every year we, um, we award uh, a portion of that to a new group of Can You Lead Award recipients. And so this year we're just reviewing the applications. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the insights that kids have into what it means to be a leader, what it means to be grateful, what it means to uh, for their future. So it's such an exciting time of the year, and we're really looking forward to announcing those lead award recipients uh, in the coming weeks through their schools. So it's Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. I can't wait. It's such an exciting uh, experience to go through all those applications and find all these kids that are just rising stars in Winnipeg, right? That Winnipeg's alive with hope, and it's incredible. Um, so today we have the opportunity to speak with uh, a grade 12 student from Fort Richmond Collegiate, Divya Sharma. Divya became a part of CanU in grade five, I think it was, shortly after moving to Manitoba from India. In the following years, Divya has grown into a force of hope, confidence, and action throughout Winnipeg and beyond, dedicating much of her free time to volunteering and philanthropy with countless organizations. At just 17 years old, Divya's tireless efforts have been recognized locally, nationally, and internationally, including being one of the youngest recipients of the Manitoba Honor 150 Award. Divya is the president of her student council and the Winnipeg Model United Nations Assembly. And she has somehow found time to sit down with us this evening. And I can't wait to have a conversation with her. Well, you speak about rising stars. And I, I mean, Daniel, those are, those are all true what we've spoken of for Divya. But it's only a small part of what she's uh, accomplished in, the, in recent years. She was also nominated or selected by the United Nations as uh, one of the top 50 youth humanitarians in the world. Uh, and so, you know, we're talking with someone who is, uh, you know, has actually caused Can You to change our tagline. You know, we, we uh, right from the get-go, believed that our job was not just to provide mentors and amazing learning experiences to uh, kids from Winnipeg with incredible potential, but we really, underneath it all, we wanted to inspire hope and confidence. We knew that, you know, you can impart skills and knowledge, but, you know, really the fundamental thing to ensure success in the future is if a person has hope to establish, uh, you know, goals for their future, pathways to get there, the resilience required when things get in the way, but also the confidence to go after it, to seize the opportunities that one has. But, you know, Divya is one of these early cohorts, you know, in our 10th uh, anniversary this year, we're starting to see kids graduate from high school. It started in grade five a number of years ago. And Divya is so active as a young leader that we thought, you know what, we're also inspiring action or we want to inspire action. So our new tagline for those of you out there is to uh, can you inspiring hope, confidence and action. And it was Divya 
who uh, thank you, Divya, for inspiring us to think bigger than we thought before. And that was your example that did that. Um, so first of all, Roger, that a means a lot, um, and I'm I'm so glad that I'm able to accomplish that. Starting with Can You, I think Can You has really given me the opportunity to leave my mark on certain things that I never thought were possible, and that's just it. I feel like Can You uh, started instilling the idea of hope and confidence in me from a very very young age, and today I'm able to inspire action. Um, and I think. I'm first of all, I'm so grateful that I'm able to contribute to such a huge cause. And I'm grateful that you saw that within me, um, just because, you know, in a world where we live, uh, young people are sometimes put down because of their age, but that's so like, beyond what can you is I feel like can you looks at that as a opportunity to grow individuals to see um, a future leader or a leader of today in them and I think that's um, what is so meaningful to me and I'm once again really incredibly proud um, and, and humbled to have been added to that legacy tagline. You know, uh, thanks, uh, Divya, for that, and and um, I, I thank I, I I'm I'm so glad that you recognize that Can You is uh, about believing in the future in kids and and giving them opportunities and in fact responsibilities. Uh, you know, and we we can see that uh, Divya is wearing a special uh, hoodie today. It's the hero hoodie. There's only two people in the world who uh, have earned the hero hoodie, and a hero is an acronym for uh, four po- positive psychological capacities, hope, efficacy, resilience, and optimism. And we believe that uh, as we encourage people, kids, to grow in these areas, they are literally going to become heroes. And Divya is a great example of that. And Divya, it's so great, too, that you mentioned the Be History Award. That was something that we added to the Can You Lead Award family Last year with our amazing friends over at Zuike, Ogo and Brian are incredible uh, leaders in our Winnipeg community and they initiated this new uh, recognition for young leaders, high school and university students who want to, like you say, leave their mark on history and are doing something about it. And let's dig into that, Daniel. Let's uh, uh, begin to explore some of these amazing ideas uh, that are you know, manifested through Divya's life. It's, yeah. it's an incredible story. Definitely. And I, I think it's important to, you know, go a couple steps back and like find out where you come from, Divya. Like what's your backstory? Okay. So as you said, I was born and raised in India and I had immigrated to Canada in 2014 in grade five. And I think that's the period in time where you're just starting to explore who you are. You finally start to, you know, um, get involved in certain things and you have that sense of like independence, if you will. Um, you start going to little sports. Um, you maybe start volunteering. And back in India, once again, that's where I was brought up, born, raised. And I was very, very familiar with the culture, um, what happens there, how things are. And it was it was a, honestly a safety net, I think, at the end of the day. And when I moved to Canada, that safety net was gone. It was just this new place starting from the top um, with honestly like absolutely nothing. Like on a fresh page, here we go. Um, and I remember just people being so 
um, comfortable with where they were. They, um, everyone has their own story. And I think um, I didn't have my story. People were involved with summer camps. Uh, there was that group called Timbits. People played soccer, hockey, whatever it was. It was their thing and they could call it their own. And I didn't have that. I didn't um, have anything to fall back on except for feeling lost and sort of timid and in this fully new environment that I never even known before when we were actually like um when we were going um on the plane and everything like that I like my grandparents were like are you excited are you ready to go and at the time I was like yeah like I in my head I'm like we'll come back in a couple of days I just I didn't realize that we wouldn't see them until like five years later um but it was it was a wild ride um and I think the one thing that truly helped me through this entire process was can you because that's where I was able to find my identity this was finally one thing I could call mine I could start growing and developing with it and once I saw um, these programs happening at school can you was one of the after school programs and I saw they were just like robots and what kid doesn't like robots so I was really like um, intrigued by it. and it was that curiosity and I was like what is this like I want to be a part of this and I want to build robots and then I, I told my teacher how badly I wanted to do this she's like we'll get you in and um, that's how my can you journey started by forcing myself into can you that's a sign of things to come, Divya, for sure. You know, one of, uh, you know, right from the beginning, even though, and I and I remember you in grade five and uh, arriving on the scene and, and uh, it, you know, to who you've become seven, eight years later, it's, it's incredible. But it started with that little, as you described, sh- timid uh, new kid. And who wouldn't be timid coming to a new culture and, and refining a new language and all of the the change that happens. And so many Can You kids, as you know, Daniel, are new to Canada. I think it's 55% of uh, Can You kids are, have come to Canada in the last five years or yeah. since they started Can You. And 60% of Can You participants were born in a country outside of wow. Canada. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, Divya is a, another example of, of, of uh, the idea that we want to create a, a welcoming place for kids who are, as you say so well, Divya, finding out who they are, uh, understanding their own identity, growing in confidence in that identity that you can be who you know who you are and whoever you want to be. You know, uh, I'm so glad that you talked your way into Can You. You know, just because of the logistics, not every kid that wants to come to Can You gets to come to Can You. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's awesome that you were able to do that. And I think um, part of that is, um, like you said, 60% of the kids were born outside. And I think um, being able to connect with that sort of community where people knew what it felt like um, to come from a different country, start from scratch, um, being able to connect with those people. And, you know, there were like little logistics, like people didn't really know who they were and they were just starting out and um sometimes you didn't even know how to like pronounce their name and you would like work on um those little things and I think that's another part of like validation I think and also reinforcing your identity because I think at the end of the day names culture um your background ethics all and values I think um matter so so much to individuals and I think um Kanye was really able to reinforce that in in everyone. 
Wow, I'm so glad you see that. You know, dignity and respect. It's uh, it. These are core values in what can you, uh, how can you wants to treat everybody. And um, so, you know, even from a a, a young kid in grade five first time in can you i think uh, in fact daniel you know the numbers uh there's almost 60 different uh cultures represented in can you at any given time uh, almost i think it was 51 le- different languages spoken yeah and so can you is an incredibly diverse place and uh, you know every religion on the on the, the planet is represented in in can you and so many different backgrounds uh it is a it is, I'll just say this, it's, uh, for me, it's a beautiful place to be to celebrate uh, humanity uh, in Winnipeg uh, with all these great kids from around the world. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I wanted to uh, move on from like this, uh, your first experiences like in grade five, and talk a little bit about Divya, what made you come back? Like, why did you keep coming back? I'm wondering if there's any stories um, that you remember of just big moments that made you want to keep coming back or any mentors that really stood out to you as playing a big role in your life? I know that's a pretty big uh, loaded question, but I'll leave that one with you. It definitely is. And I think there were so many mentors at the time. Um, I'll give like two, I guess, specific examples. Um, Number one, in specifically talking about grade fives and six, I went to the Jazz Academy and that was really, really special because that was my first ever like thing at Can You. Um, And I was in that program. Um, And I remember one of the mentors, you know, taking the bus and I would sit with the mentor and I would like, her name was Brooke. And I remember talking to her on the bus and she would, um, you know, ask me how my school day was. And I already started talking to her about like university and what high school might look like. And this is like a grade five or like asking this this person who's like part of can you a mentor like who's accomplished so much in her life and i was already like so inspired um to move forward and gain more education and seeing that as like a possibility but i i remember sitting at the front of the bus with her and just hugging my backpack talking to her looking up to her like all starry-eyed and i was so so special um and then secondly this is like fast forward a couple of years and through reach i was able to meet um a now dentist Uh, her name is natalie and she is incredible like just like all the other mentors at canyon she is really really special and i think she really embodies the canyon spirit of giving tirelessly and selflessly um And the way that she did that for me was, uh, so when I was part of this program, I was really into dentistry and I've switched like a million times um, because every program I go to through Can You, I automatically fall in love with it. I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do. But at the time it was dentistry. I was set on it and it was just like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanna be a dentist. Um, And Natalie spent a Saturday afternoon in her like, one of the final years of her university which are obviously super super intense and she took a saturday off it was like at least three hours and we just you know 
work with teeth and this was stuff that you would do in like once again your last couple years of residency and I was already doing all of those being like a grade eight student and I once again like that idea of seeing possibilities and having that that confidence in yourself to be able to be in those shoes um, at such a young age was absolutely so so special um, and I know that Roger can speak a little bit more on how he um, played a huge role in um, getting that special special opportunity with Natalie. <laughs> I don't know about a huge role I mean Natalie is one of the most generous people in the world and I simply I knew that you were interested in dentistry and I asked Natalie if she would be willing to host you uh, for you know some time uh, individual time on campus to show you a little bit more about what dentistry was about Natalie jumped on it I I, I did nothing well here's actually maybe a principle you know uh, there's power in asking you know and you you know you asked your teacher if you could be a part of can you and and I I knew that Natalie would not only be overjoyed to uh, offer you that special experience, but she she would she would love doing it. It would be important for her. And I'm so glad you mentioned Brooke too. She was one of our guests on an earlier podcast. And you know, Brooke told the story of being a, a bus supervisor in those early days and how nervous she was and how. Uh, she loved getting to know different kids on the bus. And so Brooke now is a doctor, and she uh, has come uh, so far from being that shy first-year university student on uh, as a bus supervisor to um, making an incredible difference in the world. And speaking of that growth, like we, we talk a little bit about these experiences that these mentors have on us. Um but then you've also grown to become a leader and a mentor yourself, Divya. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you can maybe reflect a little bit on the importance of mentorship um, in, in your life or just generally as a concept. Absolutely. Um, so whenever I am asked to introduce myself, one of the first things I say is that I am a mentor. And that word holds really, really special importance to me given the fact that I have been mentored, I have mentors in my life that have been able to get me to places that I never thought I would. And um, and I am a mentor today with Can You. And just having that ability to play both roles is incredibly special. Um, and I'm once again, really thankful to Can You for giving me that opportunity and being in the shoes of the people um, who I once looked up to and still do. Um, so specifically talking about mentorship, I think the Can You Young Leaders Program was very, very important to me. Um, that's where I met, um, I think, a couple of people. Um, so number one, Damien Crowley, super important person. And then Scott Angus, we're still in touch. Um, we have, you know, done a couple events together and I was able to learn public speaking skills from him. Um, and I'm able to do this interview today. Um, and I've spoken in front of 700 can you participants and families and I think that was another huge piece about like mentorship and learning from people um, like Roger um, I think this one time during our you know can you young leaders program he talked a little bit about how he was asked to do um, the valedictorian speech for his 
um, for his school and he said no and um, that was one of his biggest regrets and I, I remember learning from that um, because you know everything Roger says is like a very important piece of wisdom anyways so um, after that and then he talked about this idea of snakes and ladders and I always remember that story and how snakes can um, teach you lessons but then ladders can help you move up and it's important to have both of those in your life um, and after that I have taken up every single opportunity that comes my way um, through Can You and so many other platforms. You know, Divya, I'm so glad you've brought up a couple of uh, really important things. You know, I, I turned down uh, the honor of being the valedictorian of my university graduating class because I was afraid. And I, uh, I, ha I have regretted that. But that, what, that snake in my life that's kind of set me back, uh, it affected my confidence, Actually, I know it's been a ladder for many other people because I've had a chance to tell that story and I've had a chance to share it with you. And, and, and I love the fact that you've taken uh, the lessons that in my life and applied them to your life. And you, you, of course, will have your own lessons and your own setbacks, your own snakes, and, and you'll be able to learn from them and share them with others too. Well, Divya, like, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about, uh, you know, where you've come from, who you were. Uh, who you are and uh, who you're becoming. And, and, you know, again, we mentioned off the top all of some of the uh, amazing uh, things that you've had the energy and conviction to uh, tackle. You know, uh, you were, you've been involved with the Winnipeg Foundation Youth and Philanthropy Program, which is just an incredible high school initiative here in our city and beyond. And, and you had, uh, you know, you've been a part of your student council, you're president of your high school. You know, that's an incredible responsibility and honor to, to be elected by your classmates to represent them like that. And the United Nations Humanitarian Youth uh, uh, Recognition, incredible. The, the work that you've done in the pandemic to feed frontline workers and, uh, and that you were inspired by your dad as a truck driver to... Uh, take that on and to create meals for for frontline uh, people back in the height of those the pandemic incredible initiatives but one that I'd like to ask you uh, a little bit more about is uh, you and some of your classmates uh, were involved in a really special initiative uh, to uh, provide relief and help for people in the Ukraine could you could you tell us a little bit about what you and your classmates did? Absolutely. Um, so what it ultimately was, obviously, we know that there's um, a horrible situation happening, um, you know, against Russia and, and Ukraine. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. And we as a school, um, we have 83 different countries represented there. And sometimes, you know, we're celebrating and rejoicing them and sometimes we have to sell, um, stand in solidarity with some of the some of the staff and students who are part of frc and that's just it um we had a uh, ea who uh, educational system whose dad um, biological dad was stuck in ukraine he um, had a daughter and um, a wife who were stuck um, somewhere else in in another part of Ukraine and we had to sort of 
look at everything and look at satellite images, get updates from um, different news sources, Ukrainian news sources. It was nine days of all of this happening. Um, we sent, and I still have those pictures on my phone, um, the route that we planned out for him on Google Maps and she sent it to him, calling him in Ukraine. And um, several days later, we found out where he was going, that place was bombed, but he was just caught like a couple kilometers away from where it had happened so it was very like heart-wrenching and um it, it was a very emotional roller coaster ride and our ea had said that if you're able to save his life great but if you're not please don't feel that onus on you and i think it, that's once again easier said that done and if that you know if something had happened i would have felt absolutely terrible um but I'm, I'm glad everyone you know was she was safe his daughter was safe his wife was safe and um that honestly meant a lot like saving someone's life i think that's that's huge and you don't get to do that every day um so it's one of those stories that i'll always remember and we as always we wanted to do more we um wanted to help directly how can you know some people want to go there volunteer and um that's you know, in its own right, a huge sacrifice, but, you know, we're students and we, um, we, we wanted to do something from the safety of Canada. So we actually made, um, pierogies and there were just a couple students from FRC, a, a lot of Ukrainian students and once again, students from all different ethnicities. And we were there and our teachers were supervising and everything. And, um, I was the only one that had my food handler certificate and you know where that comes from can you I got a vote five years ago and during that time we were like rolling up progress like watching over everyone being like the food health safety officer slash inspector it was really cool um to be able to contribute in that manner and we rolled dough we made the filling and everything we were able to sell it and we um generated two thousand dollars profit from that um I, I was so happy to be a part of that and I'll always remember that experience and all thanks to Kanye, um, I was able to, you know, be there um, and help in, in the capacity that I could. You know, I, I just want to point out that it, it didn't start with Kanye, that food handler certification. We had uh, a friend of Kanye who made a significant donation, uh, f uh, Dale Dreger from Pinnacle, who wanted to invest in some of the summer programs and leadership programs that we have in Kenya. And, you know, when you think, well, we'll host a, a food handler certification uh, workshop for Kenya kids, and there were about 20 kids who were able to take it, and because we had this little budget for it. And we've heard many stories of kids getting a part-time job at a restaurant or because they stand out from other 16-year-old kids when they have food handler certification or 15-year-old kids. And I love that that little initiative uh, did more than just prepare you to be the food inspector in that fundraising project, but gave you confidence and great joy. And, and it is a part of who you are now. I, I, and for our listeners, I think it's worth mentioning that what these FRC high school students did with uh, uniting that gentleman with his daughter and wife, they were literally live in live time guiding him past obstacles and uh, security roadblocks and telling him which way to go and which way not to go over a nine-day period. And he got 
to safety. No, and and again, I want to uh, uh, shout out to the teacher of that class who could see uh, an educational opportunity that was a little different than what the curriculum would have asked for, and to be able to embrace the enthusiasm and the passion and the compassion of that group of high school students and turn it into a learning experience. I love that. And so kudos to you and your classmates. I know it was a truly a team effort, Divya, where it was a, a group of people that had to collaborate and work together to solve a very significant challenge. And it, I, I, I love how you see can you in that as uh, an organization and kind of how you, we want to invest in uh, amazing youth like yourself. So Divya, such incredible stories and such an inspiration to see how far you've come uh, in, in just the short time you've been in Canada. It feels like it must have been just yesterday you got here. You have so much in front of you. What What are your plans next year? You're graduating pretty soon. What are your plans next year for uh, schooling and uh, way into the future? Thank you for that question, Daniel. I think it's really important to talk about the future. And I've always said this, youth are not only the future, but they're the leaders of today. And that's what I ultimately hope to become. I hope to continue my leadership, um, whether that's throughout university. I'll be going to the University of Manitoba next year, um, where I'll be, you know, following what I did at Kanyu, where I first stepped foot on the university campuses. And I know that'll be super special. Once again, little things that come up in my life, always connected to Kanyu. Um, and here we are yet again. Um, so I'll be doing my political science degree there, which I am very, very excited for. And through that, I hope to um, you know, spiral into potentially working for the um, United Nations. I know that they are huge on international leadership, and I hope to continue the spirit of um, world leadership, um, global citizenship, making a change locally, um, but also internationally, and, you know, taking um, this idea of youth um, growing into leaders and becoming leaders um, of today through all the opportunities that I'm presented um, in terms of what I am currently doing is a couple of initiatives. I am currently on the um, Asian Women of Winnipeg board. I'm on the um, Women's Winnipeg Conference Committee, uh, which are two, I guess, big initiatives that I'll be continuing to follow suit in. I'm also helping out with organizing the Model United Nations um, through the Rotary Club of Winnipeg next year, which I'm super excited for. Um, and I hope to once again continue having these leadership opportunities and my favorite one being a mentor at Canyon next year if I get accepted. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to apply. You're going to have to apply. I know. Yeah, I should. I'll take that back. Uh, well, you know, you might have a chance if you make a really good application and have good <laughs> references. I know it's pretty tough. Divya, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Your your stories are always so inspirational. And uh, I can't wait to have you on for part two in the near future. This has been incredible. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Divya. This has been such a joy. And, uh, we're, you know, I'll, I'll just say this personally. I'm so proud of you. You know, you uh, embody everything that I envisioned can you to be. And, and it wildly exceeded that. And so uh, you've inspired me to 
dream even bigger dreams for what can you can do uh, with kids uh, for many, many years to come. Thank you for listening to episode five of Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg Youth. Can You Imagine is made possible with the production help from Taryn and Riddick Kumar. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. See you next month.